Today's sponsor for TFE is brought to you by Amazon's Audible.com service, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com slash TFE radio. Welcome everybody back to TFE Radio Uncut and Uncensored. This is already our third show, our third week. It is Saturday, November 14th, 2020. I'm your humble host and narrator, James Strength Navarro. Welcome to everybody who has listened to our show to this point, to TFE Radio, the network, TFE Radio Trinidad, TFE Radio Uncut and Uncensored, this very show, and TFE Radio wrestling thank you so much for your support thank you for listening continue to do so uh the schedule will continue to stay for saturday it will continue to be uh just saturday three shows three distinctive shows as you know and of course you know getting back more on track with more consistent with the kids the uh the uh, concise schedule we'll definitely be getting to that and making sure that you do not miss a saturday and you have no shows you are going to have your saturdays and you're going to have your shows two in one deal how you like that anyway how's everybody doing i hope everybody had a, a, a pretty good week um you know it's been pretty quiet at least for me on my end when it comes to uh, what's been going on uh, just working you know obviously putting together and getting ready for the shows here getting ready for this next round uh, which is today um, and then the other shows as well uh, doing a bunch of different work and just dealing with some things here and there online uh, business wise but other than that's been pretty quiet been pretty uh, productive and busy and just taking things to the next level including with my company TFE the franchise entertainment and just making sure that you all uh, get your fix uh, there is a lot more content coming, a lot more great, wonderful things that will be happening with TFE as time progresses, and you, the listener, will be the first to know. And of course, you could also follow me on social media, my company on social media. You can donate to us, you know, help us keep this show free and help us get some new equipment and this, that, and a third, and even tighten up this show even more. Or if you could also... Uh, get yourself an Amazon's Audible service, as you heard at the best start at the the best start of the show. <laughs> you get a, an opportunity to get your free audio downloaded book, and you can keep it after the thirty days. You know how everything goes. We get a little kickback if you use our unique URL. Of course, you know what that is, as you heard at the top of the show, and all the other good stuff. And again, I'll be pro- you know I'll probably be plugging this. A little bit more towards the end of the show and not to mention uh, give us a, a like a share a subscribe 
Uh, you know, we're over 65 different platforms. You know how it goes. But, you know, it's a little bit too early to start with all of that. Uh, you know, I don't want to shill at the moment. I feel like I just want to get into my first topic for this particular episode. And that first topic, that first thing that I wanted to bring up. Oh, this one was just right up my alley. It's been basically, literally, a month now since this news has been announced. But I wanted to get into the Dexter revival. Holy shit. On Wednesday, October 14th, literally a month ago from today, it was announced that a 10-episode limited series has been greenlit with Michael C. Hall, the man who played the iconic television sinister villain slash good guy, the one and only Dexter Morgan, will be back as Dexter Morgan, and it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful, jolly good time to have this man back at the helm playing one of my favorite on-screen characters ever. And, of course, I wanted to just talk about how this, you know, it's very rare that you see very popular shows coming back to do anything. Usually it will end and you may not have any idea if you're going to hear from this particular brand of show or, or movie sometimes as well. If you're ever going to see another one, a sequel, a, 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 a trequel, whatever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a trequel? I think I just made up a word. I think I just made up what you could call a, 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 a trilogy, a, a trequel. There you go. Um, you do have this very rare opportunity now to see a television show that was so successful and popular. I'll give or take the criticisms about some of the seasons. I was a fan of the show through and through, all the way from the very beginning, all the way to the end. And I like the fact that finally, uh, it's been uh, 2016... 2016 would have been three years. Okay, so they ended the show in 2013, September 2013. I remember that because I had just moved into my uh, my apartment within the same building that I was living in. And I was like, I need to make sure I see this final episode. And to be honest, I left uh, coming away from it, scratching my head. Now, again, this is spoiler alert. If you've never seen Dexter, let me give you a bit of a backstory before I get into how they ended the original series and why and it's so important to sort of cover and tie up those loose ends and why also it's such a wonderful thing to have this show come back and be revived i'll get into all of that let's start from the beginning number one if you're not a dexter fan if you're not familiar and if you are familiar Please bear with me as I educate the other individuals who are listening to this who are not familiar with the show Dexter. Dexter was a show that lasted about seven seasons, I believe. Seven or eight seasons on Showtime, the Showtime network from 2016, excuse me, I keep seeing 2016, 2006 till about 2013. So it was about, you know, seven, eight seasons very successful show cult-like following it was so intricately intricately see i can't speak today i don't know what the fuck's going on here but anyway 
put your kids to sleep because you, I don't think they want to hear any cussing. But then again, I'm sure they've heard a lot worse. But the premise is Dexter Morgan, played by Michael C. Hall, as I had mentioned a moment ago, is a forensic scientist. No, that's not accurately right, actually. He is a blood spatter analyst, a blood spatter expert who just so happens to work for the Miami Police Department. Now, the Miami Police Department doesn't really exist, but it's pretty close to what we see uh, in Florida with their particular uh, police department and what they call it. But this is the Miami Police Department in which he is working, Dexter, the character Dexter. Blood spatter is his deal. So whenever there's a crime scene, then here he is, you know, doing his expertise and giving his expertise and, you know, whatever, and trying to help solve the case and doing his blood works and, you know, and, and taking evidence, this, that, and the third. Now you're wondering if for those of you who are not familiar with the show going, okay, well, so what's the big deal? The big deal is that he actually is doing this as a blood spatter expert, a blood spatter analyst, as a cover for the bigger picture. The bigger picture is that he is actually a serial killer. Yes, he is a serial killer. Now, the catch, which really hooked me also, and I'm sure a lot of you fans of Dexter, the catch is that he is a, the best way I could put it is a good guy serial killer. That's right, you heard me right. This is not a Will Ferrell joke from, you know, uh, what movie was that? Was it Blades of Glory? Or he was going to be like a good drug, a good guy drug dealer or something like that? I, it's probably the wrong movie. I don't remember. But he is a good guy serial killer. So let me just break this down real quick for those of you who are not familiar. He is a good guy serial killer who kills bad serial killers, who kills bad people. And he had a very traumatic experience that caused him to be like this like a lot of actual serial killers in real life um but for dexter his whole thing was that uh what made him the way he was was that he watched his mother get uh, cut to pieces inside of a um a storage container a storage unit uh in miami uh, the premise is that they were all born, that every character that you see, a part of the show, including Dexter, was born in Florida, which, as we know, if you watch the Cocaine Cowboy documentaries, was notorious for a lot of nefarious activity. It speaks for itself. I don't want to get into all that. But Miami is known as, you know, it was once known as the murder capital of the world. And here we have... Dexter had been growing up as a little boy watching his mother getting uh, chopped to pieces by uh, drug dealers uh, and he was left in a pool a giant you know thick pool of his mother's blood inside of the storage container and this police officer who was on duty who came uh, basically to the rescue of Dexter uh, found him picked him up and adopted him and then the rest was history, so to speak. Uh, but 
let me again just give you the premise here so you have a better understanding his father his um his his uh, i guess <clears throat> excuse me legal guardian now was claiming dexter as his son and he helped as he started to notice that dexter had a lot of very serial killer like tendencies like dismembering uh, and dismantling uh, the innards of animals and having that insatiated that is that that very sensational feeling of of wanting to kill and wanting to do something to to, to fight these urges harry morgan which is dexter's father in the mo in the show the police officer basically channels dexter's um his 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 appetite for violence by channeling it and and, and putting this sort of code together uh, helping dexter to sort of shape and mold his mind to go after bad people to satisfy that very sort of sick uh twisted you know feeling of wanting to murder and kill this you know dismantle this you know maim and, and just take apart so dexter as he grows up he eventually becomes you know what we would later know as you know the 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 killer of killers so to speak and he would kill a lot of people over the course of what we see in the show for about seven eight years or whatnot and there you have it the code is basically a criteria a checklist so to speak of these people who he targets that have a very cold past or even colder present in the case of say the trinity killer which again you'll have to watch the show to understand all these characters and all these names and he will go after them and then hunt them down and then hopefully i'll say hopefully allegedly just because I don't want to give away too much of a spoiler here, but he'll go and he'll target those bad people, those bad serial killers, and then if they fit that code, he will then uh, rid the earth and Miami of uh, that that presence in his own way. Uh, this show is phenomenal. Once I had started to get into it, I was blown away with how amazingly well-written well thought out well planned well paced the show is how realistic everything seemed to be with a bit of you know there's a lot of comedic element in there as well i don't like too much comedy in my sort of dark type of material but it wasn't too dark because you have to keep a nice balance and the show actually is a spin-off is is a an, an adaptation of jeff Lindsay's novels dexter in which he 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 creates this uh, the slew of uh, non-fiction, excuse me, of, of these fiction, I want to say non-fiction, these fictional, um, you know, stories. Uh, Darkly Dreaming Dexter, uh, or Darkly Dexter, I believe it was called. Uh, uh, there's a number of them. If you have a chance and you decide to get your Amazon's Audible service going, as I mentioned before, and you, as you heard at the top of the show, Go to Amazon's Audible service and you can get all the Jeff Lindsay books in audio format and you can listen to all the Dexter uh, goings on and all his novels and you can see where the show on Showtime 
drew a lot of its energy and a lot of its uh, its oomph from. So you can go there, get yourself your Amazon Audible service going, pick up all the Jeff Lindsay books through the uh, the Amazon Audible service, and then enjoy. And again, use our u- unique URL. Here I go shilling again. Use that, and then you will enjoy and you will understand why the show had to be made. I think once, because I read the books, but I read the books after I've already seen the entire series. Uh, the books are incredible too. They're very well done. Uh, there is a lot of things that change, obviously, from book to move to, uh, I keep saying movie, from book to um, to TV, to the screen, the big screen. Uh, well, the big screen, you know what I mean, is would be in this case TV, but you'll see that they pretty much keep it consistent and Jeff Lindsay does a phenomenal job. He is a genius how he created this entire thing with Dexter being this like this multi-layered uh, individual that you 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 feel almost sympathetic for and feel sorry for but at the same time you're also cheering him on. You will find yourself in a position where you're you're literally and it might seem a little sickening but you're literally cheering on this good guy serial killer to kill somebody and it's like i gotta watch dexter i want to see him kill someone like you know what i mean it's it sort of uh draws the ire of that sort of dark side of us and that weird thing that we have in our brain to see certain things like when you watch the crow a lot of the uh, as brandon lee had put it in one of his last interviews he had done you know the violence and uh, the revenge is very much justified uh much like john wick or um you know the the born movies or you know whatever the case um it's very justified in what you see the violence and then with dexter you will find yourself sort of really being integrated into the story and losing yourself i want to see dexter murder someone i want to see dexter dismember somebody like it's 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 a crazy show i know don't judge me don't judge me (laughs) but it is a just it's a, it's a brilliant show. It really is. I strongly urge you to watch the show. But that's basically the premise. And now it's coming back. It's coming back. It's been announced. And it looks like somewhere in 2021, we're going to have the revival of the hit series Showtime show of Dexter. And I look forward to it. I cannot wait. This is like one of the rare times, again, that you have seen a popular show comeback. Now, they've done a lot of revival shows over the last little while. They've done Full House, now Fuller House. Uh, they've done, uh, they've tried to reboot the, uh, the Saved by the Bell stuff. They've tried to do, um, uh, I believe they've done, um, I think, a revival of Will and Grace, uh, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, like they've done a lot of, I could be wrong with Grey's Anatomy, but they have done a lot of sort of revival type of shows. They most recently did a, it wasn't a revival, but there's been talk of it now, actually, speaking of revivals. But there is the um, the El Camino movie, which was a Breaking Bad movie uh, this past year that they did, in which they kind of pick up from where the show ended from Breaking Bad. Um, that was very well done. I liked the movie. Uh, so it's very rare that you see something like this happening. But here it comes. Dexter is coming back on the air. Now, you want to impress me too? Again, with Dexter, make me a happy camper. I'm getting closer to my birthday. I would lose my shit if I hear 
something to do with Sons of Anarchy. Oh, oh my god. I would lose my poo-poo. I swear to god, I would. It, this would be like this would be like the perfect ending to a very you know nightmarish year with 2020 if you see sons of anarchy coming back now you might say well there's a little bit similar there's been talk about it but uh right now and i have i'm bad at this because i really wanted to see it and i really i started to watch it but um the the show that kurt sutter had done ah uh, my god uh, and for some reason now it's it's completely just uh, it's eluding me but the show that he has done now with the uh with the biker situation oh my god mayans there you go mayans mc i knew i wasn't losing my mind mayans mc is a bit of like a, uh uh you could say somewhat of a spin-off of the sons of anarchy franchise and i I need to catch up with that. I really do. I really do need to catch up with it. But I, from what I saw in the beginning, it was f fucking cool show. Really cool. Uh, but, you know, Sons of Anarchy coming back, that would make my day as well. But Dexter is coming back. So for us Dexter fans, you know, break out the old, you know, knife set and, you know, the... Uh, the, the the needle with the m99 in it and again i'm using references that a lot of you probably don't realize are dexter terms uh you know break out the old uh, you know what as a collector as i'm getting back into collecting especially as, as i've reconnected with one of my closest dearest friends um one of my best friends ever uh, we're collectors and i'm i i am going to add to my list and yes, don't judge me. I'm a fucking I'm I'm a geek at heart. At the end of the day, like how my friend called me recently, and he lived to tell about it. And it was funny because he actually said that I I'm actually one. I'm the only person that is living to tell you, James, that you're a geek. <laughs> but anyway, it's all good. That's my brother. But I years ago had done a uh, TFE uh, a TFE Navarro's notes about action figures. Uh, I believe it's still up there, but again, I got to revamp everything because the blogs are going to be the next stage of, of content that I put out as well. Because people still do look at blogs, believe it or not. It's not as popular as it used to be right now just because, you know, everybody's being consumed with Instagram and, you know, still referring back to YouTube and whatever. But trust me, it's coming back. Blogs are the thing and they always will be. Uh, but I had done a blog post about action figures and r real cool ones. And there is there is actually Dexter action figures uh, that Showtime had released themselves. I need to get my hands on those because the Dexter, I think, believe one of the Dexter figures is exactly him wearing basically his kill suit, as we would call it. it you'll understand what I mean when you see the show, if, for those of you who have not seen the show. But basically, he's got his gloves on. He's got his... his, his um, is like a, I guess you could say cargo pants, his little uh, boots, shoes, or whatever he's wearing. You know, his fitted top, and he's he's out there to start you know murdering people. <laughs> but it comes with a um, a blood slide, and again, this is a Dexter thing. For those of you who don't know, whenever he's about to kill one of his victims, he takes a blood sample from them. And he puts it in his blood slide and he keeps it in a uh, blood slide container, a blood slide um, uh, box, so to speak. 
and he puts it away. It's just like a, a trophy. But anyhow, I don't want to give away too much more about Dexter. I'm going to talk more about Dexter as the existence of this show continues. And I am just so very thrilled once again that this show is coming back. It was great news. You know, a month ago when it was announced, I'm like, okay, I definitely need to talk about this in the early on stages of this show. And here I am doing it, and I will talk more about it as the existence of the show continues. And hopefully, you know, you'll get a chance to hear my first reaction as soon as the 10 episodes come out, when it does come out, uh, when eventually, I I believe it... um, Well, I won't speculate on what part of the year next year it's going to be coming out. Uh, and I don't want to say exactly what I read when it was coming out because I don't want to give anyone false hopes. Just look out for it. In 2021, we are going to see the revival of, in my estimation, in my personal opinion, one of the most well thought out, most incredibly written, amazing shows that a lot more people should be exposed to and watching. If you're into... Um, basically vigilante type of justice. Dexter is one of those shows that you really got to sink your teeth in, kick back, binge watch. If you could find it on Netflix, if you could find it, whatever service you have, or if you have the DVDs or the Blu-rays or whatever, pop it in, get ready. Dexter's coming back. We are going to have a joyous celebration and we're going to cook steaks and, you know, and make coffee and all kinds of stuff and again these are dexter references actually i'm not just speaking generic here but um you will enjoy if you have never seen dexter please go out seek it and check it out as i said binge watch because you will find yourself binge watching i think at some point you will have to take a bit of a break because you might be like god this is like overwhelming because it is overwhelming but it's exciting when you watch the show It really, truly is. And you will thank me for suggesting for you, the listener, to go back and watch the show again or watch it for the first time. Having said that, 2021, here comes Dexter. It could be, they're saying it would be the uh, season nine, I guess you would call it. Uh, Let's just backtrack here for a second. 2006 was the first episode, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. So yeah, it will be the ninth season. Uh, or they may just start it all over again. Who knows? But Michael C. Hall will play Dexter once again. So Dexter will rise from the ashes. Looking forward to it. And having said that, I've spoken enough. I've rambled on enough in the first segment about Dexter and the revival. He is one of the most unforgettable anti-heroes in television history. And again, check it out. And we will be back after these messages after a word from a our sponsor amazon's audible service here we go amazon's audible service is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership just go to www.audibletrial.com slash tfe radio and choose from over 180,000 audio programs download a title free and start listening it's that easy go to www.audibletrial.com slash tfe radio that's www.audibletrial.com slash tfe radio and get started today Welcome back, everybody, to TFE Radio Uncut and Uncensored for Episode 3 for Saturday, November 14th, 2020. Once again, I'm your humble host and narrator, James Strength Navarro. I hope that you enjoyed the first segment where I talked 
all things Dexter and the revival of one of my favorite shows of all time, one of my favorite television shows of all time, Dexter, coming to us in 2021. I cannot wait. Now, I'm going to try to start something here on this show. I know it's still early that we're trying things out and seeing if it works, if you, the listener, are enjoying it or not, or it may intrigue or make you think, because I would like to definitely think that I'm going to make you think (laughs) with these shows. I want to call this episode, this not this episode, but this segment, which would you prefer? And basically, it's what would you prefer? You know, I'm all about pro-choice, and this is one of those things. It may be a little bit on the uh, the cheesier side of when it comes to pro-choice and, you know, what you would like or what you would not like, but let's just get into it. We'll try this segment out. We'll try it, and we'll see if it works, if it sticks, if you, the listener, like it or not, but which would you prefer? So I'm going to get you thinking here, and I was thinking about this. I said, you know, I want to get people thinking. I don't want to just be sitting here rambling on about my favorite this and favorite that. You know, I'm sure you all enjoy it, and I'm sure you all have your, your, um, you know, your favorites. As I've gotten a, a lot of great feedbacks to this point so far with the launch of the network, and you know, the episodes from last week, and then here we go with our third week already, and so on and so forth. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what you think about this. Uh, it will be told by the numbers, so to speak, and people who are listening who gave me the feedback, I'm sure those of you are going to give me your feedback of what you think you would prefer. Now, as this is the first time I'm doing this, please bear with me, but let's get into it. Which would you prefer? A biopic or a documentary on a subject or person which would you prefer let me repeat which would you prefer a biopic or a documentary on a subject or person i would tell you what i think right now now you could think about it for yourself but i'll give you my reasons for my answer my answer would be first of all there's pros and cons to everything as you know especially when it comes to this. For a particular subject or person, a biopic, if done well, with the right characters in place, excuse me, the right stars in place to play these characters, to play these real-life individuals, then I would be for it. Let me give you an example. JFK. Oliver Stone's JFK from 1991 is one of my favorite movies of all time. And those of you who have seen the movie, my favorite part of that movie is the conversation between uh, Mr. X, who in real life was played by, uh, excuse me, Mr. X was played by Donald Sutherland in the movie, but he was playing the real life individual by the name of Colonel Fletcher Priority. and the conversation between Kevin Costner who plays Jim Garrison district attorney and the only person who ever tried to bring anyone to trial in the JFK assassination 
that's one of my favorite conversations and one of my favorite dialogue um and again i won't give you too much about that movie but that is actually a culmination and a sort of a mishmash of actual conversations that happened in real life between jim garrison and mr x aka uh, colonel fletcher prouty uh, over a course of letters and it they did it in the movie where it was an actual conversation face to face now that was one of the best uh, depictions of what had happened uh, surrounding the JFK assassination and Jim Garrison trying to bring someone to, to trial in the murder of President Kennedy. That was one of the, be the better biopics. Um, there's been some biopics that I was like, I wasn't really into it. But I'll give you another better one. I'll give you another uh, as good or another biopic sort of movie that uh, was pretty good. And I would say more recently, uh, John Travolta, one of my favorite actors of all time. Again, you're going to hear that word, my, my, those two words, my favorite. My favorite actor of all time, one of my favorites, John Travolta played uh, John Gotti in the Gotti movie. Uh, that movie, I believe, came out last year. And Travolta just, like everything I think he always does, not everything, but I mean, you know, some, some have been more hits than misses, but he nailed it. He played, uh, if you, you know, if you studied or you saw uh, John Gotti, you would know that Travolta got him spot on and looked pretty close, pretty similar to him um, in, in some regard. But the movie was a fantastic movie, but it was a biopic about John Gotti. You know, this the last of the real Mafia Dons, as they call it. Again, I won't talk too much about the Mafia right here, but, you know, it was a movie. It was a biopic. It was done uh, quite well. Uh, the movie that I have not seen, which I'm, I've heard nothing but, you know, amazing things about, and I eventually want to see it, and I don't want to see it right now because I know how it ends. But it's the Queen movie where it is based off of the band, the biopic of the band Queen, the legendary Queen, and one of my favorite bands of all time, rock and roll bands, and Freddie Mercury. I know how it ends. You know, unfortunately, Freddie passes away, you know, due to uh, complications uh, from AIDS. Uh, I don't, I don't want to see it, but I want to see it. But I heard it's one of the better ones. Um, I didn't actually see this one either, but I heard it's a very great movie. Uh, and again, it beat out Hotel Rwanda in the Oscars years ago. But uh, I believe it was called Ray. And it was uh, Jamie Foxx playing Ray Charles. I haven't seen it, but I heard such great things about it. So these are examples of, of um, you know, very well done biopics, some of which I've seen, some of which I haven't seen, or some of which I will eventually see. Titanic is considered a bit of a biopic. Uh, they've sort of, you know, tweaked a few things like they do with a lot of movies, but that's considered a very good biopic. Now, the flip side is that, now I can't really think of a whole lot of bad biopic movies, except for one, uh, I would say I was like, ah, yeah, I really can't get into this too much, but I believe it was Catherine Zeta-Jones uh, had played, uh, I think it was Catherine Zeta-Jones, or it was, um, 
Ah, man. Uh, Charlie's Theron. I it was one of them that played um, uh, the godmother, Griselda Blanco, in one of these, like, I think TV movies or whatever about her life. And I was like, I just, I can't get with it. I just don't believe anything that I'm seeing here. I don't know what it was. Maybe it just wasn't very well thought out. But it's one of those ones where it's like, I would put that on the side of not a very good biopic. Um, I heard a lot of criticism about the Tupac biopic. I haven't seen it still. I don't know why. I was I wanted to see it in a movie theater, but you know, it didn't happen. Uh, the Notorious B.I.G. biopic. Um, I think it was very well done. Uh, but again, these are some of the the more of the hits than the misses. Biopics are they're very hard to pull off because you need to get the right person to basically play the main character depending on the, uh, the, the, the person. Again, you know, the Tupac movie had a gentleman who looks exactly like the spitting image of Tupac, you know, and he was born this way and he looks like, this is not cosmetic, he looks like Tupac, like seriously. And he was in the biopic uh, playing Tupac himself. But the NWA biopic, great, awesome movie, was considered a blockbuster, was such a huge movie. And then again, there's other ones. I'm sure there's other like worse ones, but I personally, I'm just giving you the pros of having a, uh, a biopic on the big screen, on the silver screen as they call it. But I prefer, honestly, a documentary first, and I'll tell you why. I've seen some, I'll, I'll give you the, the bad side of the documentary stuff first though. Documentaries, I've seen some terrible ones. I've seen unauthorized documentaries and they are shit. They are the shit. I remember I bought one years ago thinking that it was going to be some incredible insight into 50 Cent. You know, 50 is one of my, uh, one of the, the people I, uh, I support when it comes to business and you know his music and and the TV that he's done and the, some of the movies he's done, whatever. You know he he's inspired a lot of creative, um, uh, uh, creative spark within myself. And I remember buying this documentary, and when I watched it, I go, "This is so terrible!" Like I don't even remember what the the name of of this documentary was, but it was on on. I I got my first lesson to never buy into the unauthorized biography of so-and-so because it's going to turn out to be shit for the most part it's like a bunch of images clipped together it's you know there's no actual footage i mean it's unauthorized obviously but it's like why even bother why even bother putting it together why even bother putting this out it's like a quick money grab i don't want to see those i've seen a lot of those terrible looking ones and then i've seen uh like you know docu-series where they do, again, I'm giving you the bad here of doing a documentary on a subject or a person. Um, but I've seen a lot of documentaries where, like, say, for example, if it was on TV, like the History Network or uh, A&E or something, and they do reenactments of certain uh, moments in time when they're describing a person, uh, the subject, like if, if it's a serial killer or if it's a you know, uh, uh, somebody from the underworld or, uh, you know, a criminal, whatever element, a famous criminal or what. They do these 
like reenactments i can't stand watching that because that shit is garbage to me whereas my new york friends would say garbage like garbage i cannot stand to see reenactments in documentaries i cannot say especially it's i i would always see it in tv docuseries or tv documentaries and i'm like this is so garbage why are you putting this shit out i don't want to see people playing a role or 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 see them playing a moment in time you know what does it for me now i'm going to jump into the positive of doing a documentary and why i prefer it what does it for me is when you have actual footage of what you're talking about in the documentary some of the best documentaries i've ever seen in more recent times was the cocaine cowboy documentaries as i mentioned before the cocaine cowboys one and the Cow cocaine cowboys reloaded they have actual footage actual pictures actual people that were there that lived through it that lived and survived they even have some of the people that were a part of the medellin cartel you know or give or take or they were betrayed or whatever but those documentaries are like i never get tired of watching those because there is no reenacting anything they have little bits and pieces here where they sort of use uh, like the interlude of the movie of the documentary is a uh, a gentleman who is behind their little screen or whatever and he's shooting the the machine gun the uh, the semi-automatic um the uzi i think it was an uzi uh to start the show start the entire show start the entire documentary but they have actual like the whole thing is yeah, real-time interviews with talking heads people who have been and lived through it and then there is actual footage there's a an abundance of actual footage and newspaper clippings and and news reports and that type of thing and then you're actually seeing crime scene photos and everything that is how you do a documentary on a subject or a person the following one that they did um uh, cocaine cowboys hustling with the godmother which that was about uh, Charles Cosby, uh, who um, was a uh, was at one point a business partner and lover of Griselda Blanco, and they go into I mean they use some animation stuff like that whatever I would rather see that because they did that very well as opposed to seeing reenactment shit I don't want to see that. And they did that very well. And again, it was mostly footage, like real footage. And then the real people who were actually lived through that moment with Griselda Blanco, like uh, Charles Cosby and his experiences in the streets and this, that, and the third. That is what I would like to see. I don't want to see reenactments because reenactments just look so corny. They look so cheesy to me. And it's just like it takes me out of the interest of investing my time and suspending my disbelief and watching this documentary and learning something it just it just does not do it for me i don't like it so those are examples of like documentaries well done another documentary that was very well done was um tara's advocate tara's advocate is done so very well and it was done in 2007 and i've watched it a number of times and basically uh, just to give you a quick backstory, if you have not seen Terror's Advocate, is Jacques Verges uh, is a French uh, Loatian. He's half French, half Loatian um, 
lawyer who represented some of the most evil people to have ever walked this planet, including the Butcher of Lyon, uh, Nazi, uh, as I snap my fingers, Nazi, um, Klaus Barbie. Uh, he represented the godfather of terrorism. Um, I forgot his name. I think it's uh, Hadid. Had Hadid something, I forgot his name, but anyway, um, Carlos the Jackal, he represented uh, the, um, the the Caramel Rouge regime that basically tried to wipe out, you know, their entire village and millions of people in, in genocide, and there's some of the most disgusting people to ever walk this earth, and he represented them, and they had actual footage. There was no reenactments of anything. It was actual footage. That's why I like documentaries over doing biopics. Again, a biopic, if done well and well thought out, and you could take me out of the moment and put me in the moment of thinking that I'm there, like the JFK uh, movie or, uh, you know, whatever other type of movie that you could think of that I mentioned before or, or, or haven't mentioned, then yes, I, I have no problem watching it. But a documentary, a real solid documentary, I would rather watch first. Um, you know, and speaking of documentaries, on a more lighter note, uh, you know, uh, gaming historian or game historian, uh, that gentleman, if you look him up on YouTube, has done some incredible. Uh, documentaries and mini documentaries based off of um, subject matters such as the Super Mario Brothers 3 game from the original NES. I was fascinated by all the things that I learned from that documentary that he did uh, because Super Mario Brothers 3 is one of my favorite Nintendo games of all time and I, go, I know I'm getting off on a little bit of a tangent but he did a, a very well done documentary about that again I learned a lot about my favorite game just from watching it. it's about 45 minutes or so 45 minutes to an hour you know he had done uh, you know uh, stuff about Tengen and the history of Tetris uh, and how it came together for the NES um, Super Mario Brothers 2, you know, and other subject matter like lawsuits between, uh, you know, big corporations and the little corporations and whatnot and very well done stuff. That's the stuff I, I'd like to see, you know, and for those of you, the wrestling fan, um, you know, the, the um, behind the Titan Tron, it's now known as something else now, the name eludes me, but those mini documentaries that were being done on the last days of Randy Savage or the last days of, of WCW or the last days of the, um, uh, the Ultimate Warrior or Sensational Sherry and so on and so forth or you know the Chris Benoit murder-suicide situation. Those documentaries are very well done. I believe it's a, um, um, an English gentleman. Uh, I believe he, he might even be Indian. I'm not sure he's in, uh, Indian, English, English, Indian. Uh, but he does an incredible job. Those are what I look for. Doing those sort of documentaries. That's more my uh, my, my cup of tea, so to speak. Uh, when I see actual footage, again, don't judge me. Okay, we're talking about serial killers. But when I've seen documentaries done on serial killers, uh, I like to see the actual footage of the news reports of their uh, of them being captured or footage of interviews and things of that nature. I don't like to see reenactments. So if I had to choose, 
again to close off this segment real quick which would you prefer biopic or documentary on a subject or person i would pick a documentary and i hope i was clear on why i want to see a documentary as opposed to a biopic again i've seen some great ones across the board i've seen some terrible ones i've seen some bad ones but the documentary always does it for me because it's just it's just a bit more i think it's just a bit more intimate i think it's a bit more like personal i think it's a bit more direct uh you know biopics they sort of uh, and again, it's a knock against doing biopics is that they have to embellish certain things or they have to add certain things. As I mentioned, JFK uh, had to basically, and it was very brilliantly done, but there is that conversation, as I said, was one of my favorite conversations and dialogues in movies was based off of real conversations with uh, Colonel Fletcher Priority and uh, uh, Jim Garrison. Again, those were letters but they pieced it together as if they had actually met and they were talking about all those things that they were talking about in the letters you know and i thought it was a real life uh a meeting that they had before when they first met and um fletcher prouty was informing jim garrison about all these like just mind-boggling things and you know and this this cover-up and this coup d'etat and all this stuff but it was a bunch of letters actually and it was all pieced together when they interviewed fletcher Plowdy, excuse me, Fletcher Prouty, he said, he goes, that dialogue is actually, and that meeting never happened. He goes, it didn't happen at first. It happened, uh, I think they eventually did meet each other in real life, but that initial conversation actually was sparked with letters, not a in-person documentary, excuse me, in-person meeting. But this is what I'm saying. When my point is, is that, biopics tend to embellish things and they even say you know in the interest of time or the interest of 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 accuracy or whatever I, you know they, they they word it in a certain way and i've seen it all throughout different biopics and you know documentaries stuff like that documentaries do it too they have to embellish probably a little bit but documentaries are more true to life than anything but biopics they tend to sort of stretch the truth or sort of um you know, they'll go based off of facts, but they'll sort of really make shit up. You know what I mean? So that it, uh, it, it sort of fits the tone of whatever they're doing. But uh, documentaries, all the way for me. Especially if it's, all, if it's, if it's a person. Like Tupac. I, I saw some incredible ones about Tupac. Uh, I saw... You know, The Biggie Tupac by Nick Broomfield. That was a very eye-opening documentary. Super raw, super real. The ones that Nick Broomfield did about Eileen Warnos, considered the first female serial killer of all time. Um, very raw, very real. Uh, the Kurt and Courtney one about Courtney, Co uh, Courtney Cox. <laughs> Kurt Cobain and um, Courtney Love those ones like like that's real and raw you know so i would prefer and again subject when it comes to subject again the the best ones i've seen recently and again it was actual footage it was actual talking heads people who actually lived through it and whatever the fire the fire festival documentaries from hulu and netflix those ones are like 
that's why I like documentaries because if you were to do a biopic about the fire festival disasters, uh, you you would take me out of it. I don't think I would want to see a biopic about that. You know what I mean? It, it depends on the subject matter. You know, could you pull it off? That's why it was better to see documentaries about the fire festivals. You know, and again, that's another discussion for another time. Which one was better? If those of you who have seen it. The Fire Festival documentaries, which one was better, Hulu or Netflix? I still think the Netflix one was better, but the Hulu one really sort of took a different sort of angle and was really interesting regardless. Nonetheless, like I said, documentary for me. Uh, the Smartest Guys in the Room was another documentary where it was about the Enron scandal. That one was fascinating. They did have very small reenactments in there, but it wasn't so like like it wasn't um it wasn't mind-numbing and it wasn't taking me out of watching what i'm watching it 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 did sort of help in a sense but you know it wasn't like over the top like how you see with tv and uh certain other documentaries that i've seen but um there it is so you let me know for those of you who are listening and those of you who are attached to me on social media or you're going to attach yourself to me on social media, you tell me what would you prefer, biopic or documentary on a subject or person. I would be very interesting uh, to hear your perspective and your answers about that. And I hope that I can spark a conversation about this. And there's going to be many other things that I am going to be bringing up with this segment. As long as you, the listener, likes hearing it, I'm going to be putting it out there. And we will uh, get that discussion being sparked and basically do like a, uh, a think tank type of thing, you know, through this show. So anyhow, we'll be back after these messages. A word from our sponsor. We will be back with our third and final segment for TFE Radio Uncut and Uncensored, Episode 3. Be back after these messages. Why Amazon's Audible? Amazon's Audible content includes more than 180,000 audio programs from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Be sure to use our unique URL at www.audibletrial.com slash TFE radio to get started today. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to TFE Radio Uncut and Uncensored, Episode 3. Once again, I'm your humble host and narrator, James Strength Navarro. Thank you once again for joining us here. I'm not going to talk too much longer. I'm going to try to keep this show to about an hour or so. Just because I know you all got shit to do. I got shit to do. I got to record some more shows, of course. TFE Radio Trinidad, TFE Radio Wrestling. And, you know, get everything out there so that you... The masses can listen to the sultry sounds of my sexual sensitive, sensitive, <laughs> my sexual sensitive <laughs> voice. Yeah, anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. I, even I don't know what I'm trying to say, so I don't expect you to know. But anyhow, yeah, we keep it light and breezy around this bitch. So I'm going to just get to my third and final little segment here. And uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. And we're going to call it what we say in the... Uh, the real world as uh i don't know what i'm gonna say you know what i don't even i I got nothing clever i don't know i got nothing i got nothing right now but what i do have is something i'm going to call food for thought uh you know i kind of 
talked about this sort of segment in a sense last week or even the week before um this is food for thought i don't know i wanted to get you guys sort of thinking in the last segment with uh, which would you prefer again we talked about biopic or documentary on a subject or person but this is food for thought and this is sort of um the part in the show that uh, i almost said part in the movie uh, the part in the show i guess you could say that these shows are kind of like mini movies too just mini audio movies so to speak i try to paint my pictures with my words but food for thought this week would be never lose focus and shut out the negatives this is a segment as i was about to say before i get into this uh would also be uh another way to get you guys thinking get you guys and girls to think get your girls and guys to think and and really um you know put some real positive thought into your head and heart and get you thinking get you uh motivated and you know this show is going to be partly motivational speak as well um you know i'm not going to try to confuse any of you with double think or double entendres or whatever as you could tell so far i'm a very straightforward cut and dry individual and uh as i said this is going to be where i will uh, give you advice give you my personal feelings my personal uh, what I've been through that will then relate to the advice I'm giving you give you examples and you know I'll get into it so let's get into it as I said food for thought for this week is never lose focus shut out the negatives you know sometimes the negatives is really hard to shut out I'm going to be honest with you you know a lot of the time we as a society and as individuals in society are being overwhelmed and consumed by social media by what's going on in our personal lives or what's going on in our business lives uh, if we have businesses or we're working for someone else uh, we get overwhelmed and bogged down and we use this term i'm too busy i'm so busy i'm so busy i'm so busy i always think that being so busy is an excuse for people to not uh, keep touch with reality and keep touch with friends and family and loved ones and even co-workers uh, you know too busy is a cop-out it's a negative and it's something that we got to stop as people saying oh i just been so busy i didn't get a chance to call you getting a chance to listen we all make time we all make time for what we want to make time for again this is pro-choice this is a version of pro-choice you choose or anti-choice whatever you choose to be there for somebody you choose to motivate somebody you choose to help somebody you choose to turn your back on someone you choose to not help someone you choose to bad talk someone we make that choice at the end of the day never lose focus let me get to that part never lose focus is that you see something in front of you that is f feasible that is doable that is realistic you know it's not too lofty it's not too underwhelming 
like a goal or something that or a dream or an aspiration or something that you're envisioning that you want to do or that you know you can do and if even make a living out of it you know if it's music or if it's movies or it's documentaries or if it's graphic designing or it's modeling or it's becoming a you know uh, an artist of some kind a rapper uh, some sort of entertainer or you you want to sling jokes as we say aka a comedian uh, you know anything that you put your mind to you can accomplish it a lot of people put their their roadblocks in front of them because they're their own worst enemy we don't always see people who are focused on you know and have that tunnel vision I personally every time I've tried before to have tunnel vision there was always this outside noise all this outside negative shit that was going on in my head and my heart that would make me be like a procrastinator so to speak now all of a sudden I can't do anything you know I'm putting things off or things are taking way too long for me to get to and I never accomplish my goals because all this outside noise, all this outside worries, all this outside, you know, negativity that that just consumes and just ends up taking over uh, my positivity. It's happened before, but it's like the old saying goes, when it comes to positivity and negativity, negativity, I don't mind that you don't matter because it's mind over matter. I always always try to keep a focused positive head i still live in the hood i think i've mentioned that in the first episode i still live in the hood i still live you know in in a rough area in a rough neighborhood but my mind body my mind and soul and my positivity my everything is not here like it is here my body may be still physically in the hood but my mind and my heart my mentality what i think about what i'm striving for has already left here has already left the hood has already gone on to bigger and better things you know as they say you can never take the hood out of the out of the man uh you could take the man out of the hood but you can never take the, the hood out of the man and that's how i am I would never forget where I came from, and that's a whole nother story. But I would never forget where I come from. I'm always going to be real, and you know, you're going to see and sense that realness through this show. But the negativities, I've been finally able to shut them out. You know, it's everything from family issues to stresses about, you know, will this company that I've created or these companies, these businesses ever work? You know, am I wasting my time? You know, relationships I have with individuals, you know, uh, beef I've had with individuals, you know, all this shit, all the stress, it's caused issues with me years ago, for example, in the in the way of, uh, again, I won't get too much into this because this is something I will get into at a later date, but, you know, I've had panic and anxiety attacks and I've had them at the same time at times, uh, you know, a number of years ago and it was like a light switch had turned my brain and heart off and on like the reset button and i learned to go back to how i used to be and be very chill relax but always get the work done first and then 
chill out and enjoy my life after that's always been like that i've always been very systematic that way and it's helped me through some of the toughest times ever since i had those panic and anxiety attacks that one weekend again a story i will tell you at a later date but it's because then i with that light switch that internal light switch in my body and my mind brain and soul said enough enough kid can't do this anymore to yourself you can't allow all this negativity and outside forces get in the way of you accomplishing your goals and moving forward in your life. You know, you build and you make things better around you as time goes on. I've done the hell of a job, the most incredible bang-up job when it comes to that. And when I walk out of the hood, I will have a, a endless infinitive wealth of positivity around me from people places things you know things to look you know feelings and things to look forward to you know plans to look forward to people to look forward to seeing and meeting you know like some of my loved ones in trinidad finally when the borders open up i can finally go uh you know just uh, as i mentioned earlier collecting again you know one of my best friends there my best friend and I, we, we've reconnected after so many years. He's from Rexdale too. And we gotten a chance to, um, to, to, to vibe. And we vibe every day. We, t we talk every day. And, and it's, just, it's, it's always something new to talk about. And we're catching up at the same time with all the, uh, the lost time from all the, the, the over two decades lost. And it's just all these things that when I walk out of the hood, I have so much going for me. And all it took... I mean, it doesn't happen overnight, but you do, in fact, learn to then learn this, 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 this strong trait about yourself and just give yourself a chance to realize what I just said and make it work for you. And that is, it's mind over matter. I don't mind that the negatives don't matter. Always think about that. Always think that when you're dealing with something. You know, as they say, no matter what God you believe in, i that's my part I add in, but no matter what God you believe in, God does not put nothing on your shoulders that he doesn't think you cannot handle. I'm sure a lot of you have heard this. And the negatives are always going to go along with that, but it's up to you, the individual, on how you can handle it. Can you handle it or will you buckle under pressure? Look, nobody can survive without help everybody at some point or another even the worst of people have needed help you know and don't be afraid to ask for that help or ask for that guidance or that advice i hope that this show can help that uh you know that perception that don't be afraid to ask don't be afraid to ask for help don't be afraid to humble yourself and go to someone when Things have become so overwhelming and you become so bogged down in your own negativity or negativity that's being thrown at you that you cannot ask for help from someone who you feel is positive or someone that you think is a good influence on your life and has brought nothing but joy to you and go to them for help because you know that they're going to give you the real. I never believe in enablers. I always believe in individuals should be bosses should be leaders, should never follow the pack. They should be leading the pack and leading the pack of l other leaders. Everybody's a boss. Everybody's a leader. That's what I've always thought. That's the s true good sign of a true, real good leader. 
But again, to get to that stage, you've got to cancel out the noise. You know how we have this term now, cancel culture? Oh, that one fucked up. Like, you know how recently everyone was like, oh, we got to cancel Ice Cube because of, you know, him siding with the Trump administration, blah, 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 blah. Look, you can choose to cancel somebody else, but you can't cancel people who have just such a positive impact on your life just like that. I mean, that's a whole nother story with Ice Cube. You know, I think he's, he's sort of come out at the end of all of this, you know, looking a lot better for himself because he stood his ground explained himself and you know whatever but i mean that's another story for another time but this cancel culture uh, should be applied to negativity cancel negatives cancel negativity there it is there's the slogan cancel negativity hashtag cancel negativity you know whenever you're thinking or doing or feeling something positive always like ride that wave of positive ride that wave of positivity and don't let the negatives, you know, wipe you out. If I'm, you know, could use the surfing terms here. Just don't ever think that you can accomplish anything if you're such a pessimist. You have to start looking at all things, all things all around to look at and be happy and grateful and not take for granted the positives that you do have going for yourself in your life. You know, I know certain people that in my personal life that have been such incredibly bad pessimistic people and it's almost like they just give off that very negative energy. In some regard, I do understand for certain individuals that they've, you know, it's been a lot of travesty, a lot of tragedy in their life and they've lost everything, they've lost hope and they've lost faith that anything that they love will never stick around. It will always be taken away from them just like that. But you always as a person should never stop thinking to make yourself a better person to be a more positive person you know i've had people uh you know who have been there's the real ones who really do just to you know just say this real quick uh there have been people who i know personally again who yeah they're incredibly bad pessimistic people and they think the worst of everything. They never think about anything positive, and you never hear them saying anything positive. I've helped those people along, and I've tried to help to sort of snap them out of their funk, their their lifelong funk, so to speak. And then there's and 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 they can, they have been able to sort of see the light uh, at the end of this dark tunnel that they sort of live in all the time. And some are just, you know, you just can't help them. They just don't want to ever see anything positive about anything those are the kind of noises i'm talking about is that you also have to have positive relationships with people you know have positive people around you you can't have toxic people around you because it doesn't work you will never have those toxic people you know ever giving you anything positive because they're down on themselves so you think they're going to have any respect for you of course not you know we've all had toxic relationships or known toxic people around us but we get rid of that noise to get to our positives and stay focused on what we're doing sometimes i get so focused that i think you know am i freak because my heart is built in this type of way am i leaving anyone out of what i'm doing because i never want anyone to ever feel left out in anything i'm doing or i want to include people somehow you know i'm a people person i invest into people as individuals 
it's cool to be chilling amongst a, bu- a group of people, but I am more interested in having one-on-one conversations with people and getting to know individuals. Because at the end of the day, every person on this planet, from the beginning of time and beyond, all the way up until now, until, you know, whenever, everybody is an individual. Everybody is. Even little babies are individuals. You know, everybody's an individual at the end of the day. You know, and we are responsible for our own actions, our own thoughts, our own everything. Real positive cultivated relationships, real cultivated relationships is what drives and helps me to thrive. Because I want to know more about a person. Not about a group, but more about a person. Because that's how you really communicate and you really reach and touch the people. Is that you invest into people. You know, people invest into property. People invest into uh, other businesses. People invest into, you know, whatever. Buying new clothes or buying new shoes or whatever the case. Materialistic shit. But I have something a bit more tangible and that is investing into people. That's why I've always been so positive is because I have thankfully, knock on wood, has cultivated real relationships with real people in my life and still to this day I'm in communication with those real people and I'm happy to call them friends call them brother call them you know dear close personal friend call them you know closest to me you know just that's what I want and that's what I have and that's what I'll continue to build off of you know just don't ever get bogged down it's not worth it don't ever let yourself be so overwhelmed that it's it then triggers you know health issues or you know we can control ourselves as much as possible you know we cannot always be under the influence of alcohol and and uh you know whatever drugs to get you off in order to feel happy or feel like you're having a good time you know, but a lot of people rely and depend on that stuff in order to have a good time. And then they'll say things like, I'm living my best life. I'm really happy. You know, like, if you're really happy and you're living your best life, you don't have to say it. People can just see it, you know, and it doesn't have to exist on social media in order for us to see it. If we invest into people enough where those people let us in and we can see them on a personal basis and see them whenever they're doing something and we can really see that they are happy and they really are living their best life then we can see for sure that it is what it is it is the facts yes they are actually genuinely happy but right now it's just a lot of smoke and mirrors you know what i mean because a lot of people they they don't know how to properly get rid of and shut out the noise you know shut out the negatives but sometimes as they're trying to portray this positive for example on social media they are actually showing a really negative side to them that you're really not that happy if in every picture you have a drink in your hand you need to probably step back and go am i reliant on this 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 drinking am i reliant on this uh you know this thing that's getting me high or giving me this buzz you know, or is it the people? I feed off the people. 
you know and people feed off me it's all about energy i mean i don't get into too deep crazy like you know psychotropic type of talk here but you know i'm not a hippie i'm probably i'm a hippie at the end of the day i don't know i know i'm a geek i know that for sure and i'm a professional bodman but anyway <laughs> you heard it here first sir you heard it here first ladies i am a in fact a professional bodman but who, who who's anyway never mind who who who's talks like that except for yours truly but i don't need to rely on on anything i'm straight edged to borrow a uh a line from uh cm punk i am straight edge i can't even tell you the last time i took any kind of medication or over-the-counter medication whatever the case may be i'm completely straight edge but i feed off the people and the people feed off me it's all about positive energy it's all about positive aura around you that infectious personality is recently as i had mentioned uh previous segment about documentaries and biggie and tupac i mentioned that with nick broomfield there's a part in that documentary where uh Nick Broomfield goes to the Baltimore School of Arts where Tupac had studied, you know, theater and plays and stuff like that and learned to be an actor and a poet and all these different things. His teacher said, you know, Pac had a very infectious personality and whatever, and he always wanted to have you involved and he had an infectious positive personality like his aura and whatever he looked at you or he smiled at you it was very infectious and you wanted to be around him and he was like the cool guy to be around and you loved his personality and his energy that's how Pac was that's why a lot of people were around Pac you know because people loved Pac Pac was a very positive person he was a deep brother at the end of the day but he was a very positive positive brother at two and people loved to be around him I like to think now, even though I'm a lot quieter now in my my older years, that a lot of people are attracted to being around me because I am positive and because I do put out the things that I have been through uh, to certain people who know me and know that I keep a positive head despite all the trials and tribulations. You know, we all go through trials and tribulations, but some more worse than others. I've been through some shit. You know, I've been through some shit. I still go through some shit. You know, I'm human. I'm not a robot. I do have feelings. I do have a heart. I do cry. I mean, it's been a while since I have actually let myself go and cry because I've, I contain it. I compartmentalize certain things. But again, it's because I shut out the noise because I have a job to do right now. And that's get myself out of the hood finally and get on to the next stage of my life, you know, which is utter total happiness and not be looking over my shoulder not that i do now but i i'm naturally a paranoid person i do always make sure i cover all the angles i watch my back i watch my front i'm my own bodyguard i make sure that i stay safe i keep a low profile and that no negativities get me i mean with some people you know you can't help it it always catches you somehow right but i don't let nothing get to me and it's because I, again, I've been through some shit and I was like, it's either sink or swim in this life. This thing that they call life, it's sink or swim. You know, and, and, and how I grew up, uh, you know, as I'm about to close off my, my segment here in this show, I'll just end off with this. How I grew up is, it's either, be, it's, 
it's either sink or swim. It's either killed or be killed. If you're, you know, sh- former street guy like me, you know, it's a matter of survival. You know what I'm saying? And and to come out and come away from all the negativity the way I have is a blessing. It's a blessing, and it was meant to happen the way it did happen. You know, like I don't sit in my feelings, as they say. I move forward. You know, I'm so forward thinking, and again, that's the point. It's all, th- it's all thinking. It's all how you program your mind and your body and soul, your spirit, to all align with one of another. And you choose again, pro-choice or anti-choice. You got to choose even that. You choose. Do you want to be a negative? You just like dark shadow. Like, you know, the um, the Peanuts character, I think it's Linus or one of them that has the, the, the cloud over them and just like just dirt and grime and filth. Or do you, you know, you want to be like that? You're choosing to be like that. Or do you want to be a positive person? Again, it's all a mental thing. You know what I mean? And now we have what we call, you know, mental issues and mental awareness and everything, of course. Now there's a term for it. But it's it's all doable. Always tell yourself that there is nothing that you cannot do and not accomplish, no matter how insurmountable the odds are. If something seems a little bit too easy to accomplish, it's either you're really damn good at it and you didn't know it, or it really is too good to be true and that you need to just sort of maybe backtrack and figure out why you feel it so easy because most times and not you're missing something you know you're 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 missing a major component of why it was so easy in the first place and the struggle part of it or you know why was this not so difficult you know a lot of the time again it's because you're damn good at something that you do or you're approaching or you're tackling whatever the case how you want to say it but a lot of the time it's because you are taking a shortcut and it seemed very easy or you did something wrong. You know what I mean? I'm forward thinking. I have programmed my mind to be nothing but positive because again, the point is it's choice. Do you want to be positive or do you want to be negative? I chose to be positive because I lived in a world of negativity for a great deal of my life. You know, it is what it is. So anyhow, I hope I made sense here. Uh, if I didn't, I'm sure that you're all tuned out by now and you're like, fuck this, I'm going to another show. <laughs> but <laughs> but anyhow, the point is, is that never lose focus of anything you're doing and always let the positivity shine through. You know, fix yourself. We're never too old to fix ourselves and be better people. We're never too old. I don't care if you're 80 years old, you're not, you're not exempted from learning. You're not exempted from growing. You're not exempted from becoming a more positive, you know, pleasant person to be around. You are not exempted. It doesn't matter if you're 80 or you're eight or you're nine or you're 10 or you're 45 or you're 42 or you're 35 or you're 36 or whatever or you're 26 or 20 doesn't matter what age you are when you stop learning when you stop growing when you stop 
doing anything that involves any type of positivity, that's when you've ceased to exist and you're taking up valuable space and prime real estate in this thing we call life where somebody else could come forward and really make a go of this thing called life and being a positive person while not harming or hurting anyone in the process to going through what they went through and getting to where they need to go you know like like ice cube says you know in uh all about the benjamins he's like i'm gonna be where i'm at well you decide where are you going to be and where you're going to be at me i made my choice i'm going straight to the top of whatever i touch now i'm going straight to the top of this thing we call life in my personal life and for me it's to finally leave the hood i grew up in the hood i'm always going to be hood i'm always going to be a little project-ish on people if people get out of line but i've learned to use my words more than anything you know it's not the violence first and then the words after if necessary no it's the words first and then violence is not even a thought the physical aspect of it you know that the, the is is negative you know you don't want to put hands on people you know you want to shake hands with people you know it's all about choice do you want to be negative do you want to be positive i know one person who they you know they just you know what i won't get into all that i won't get into all that because um i still hope for the best for this person but they know that i will take their fucking head off if they ever try anything again with me but um you know they you know they, they <laughs> some people you just have to condemn to hell to let's, let's be honest here this particular person i'm talking about or avoiding or trying not to speak about you know they've got karma coming to him like a motherfucker so um and yes that is a him but uh you know it is what it is you know i always say that as long as you stay positive the negatives and the negative people will always die a slow and painful death in your positive world because they're not real they don't matter but always remember you matter and have a good circle of people around you. Some of the most successful people are the people who have strong, successful people around them who are also like-minded and bosses. You know, there are real people around them. People who are positive and want to see you succeed, want to see themselves succeed, see their team succeed, you know, and it's all about that positive energy. So having said that, take that with you. I'm done. Hope I made sense here. Uh, you know, that's it. I'm done. So again, never lose focus. Shut out the negatives. Having said that, if you like what you hear, please donate. You know, using the www.paypal.me slash TFE Navarro. If you'd like to donate something to the PayPal account. The money goes to very good causes, which would be to buy new equipment, to take this show, this company, this network, and everything under the umbrella of TFE to all new heights and have you, the people, cheering us on and supporting us and being a part of this. As I said, I'm for the people. And you uh, just continue on to support us 
whether it be through the PayPal donations or it's through getting yourself an Amazon's Audible service going where we get a little kickback if you use our unique vanity URL at, you know, www.com slash, sorry, www.com, audibletrial.com slash TFE. Um, what else is there? Social media, yes. You know where to find me on social media. I'm at TFE Navarro. That's T-F-E-N-A-V-A-R-R-O on Facebook or you just look up James Navarro. And again, don't be afraid to say hello. Or you can look me up on Instagram at TFE Navarro. Follow me there. And uh, if you look like a cool person, I'll definitely uh, follow you back. And of course, on Twitter, uh, which I don't really use very much, but I, you know, I use it for promotion purposes, as like a lot of people do. I'm going to get a little bit more active on the Twitter, but still follow me on there at TFE Navarro. Uh, you could find me on LinkedIn at James Navarro. Again, it's the same uh, profile picture you'll find everywhere else on social media, so you cannot miss me. Or you could just, uh, you know, go to our unique URL for that uh, LinkedIn find to find me there just you know you could find me you can find me on social media i'll be there i'll be there and you could also follow my show uh company my company that the person the people uh the things everything about my company uh you could follow on social media as well at tfe worldwide on facebook instagram twitter and you can search tfe the franchise entertainment on linkedin and that is it and again we are spread out like a cheap whore all over 65 different platforms for this particular wonderful 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 show all content related to tfe and before i go I mentioned last week that we do have a new platform that we are a part of. And that new platform that we are part of, that new distribution, I guess you could say it's 66 or give or take, there's going to be a few that are going to be falling by the wayside soon, including Google Play Music, which will be going out of business, out of service, excuse me, because Google Podcasts have really taken over that side of audio content but if you would like to hear this announcement real quick because i will put uh, put this on social media at some point uh shortly thereafter this round of episodes go up we are now on podcast index that's right we are now on podcast index which is one of the largest if not the largest podcast index for your listen you're listening you're listening you're listening your listening pleasure can't speak all of a sudden i don't know why is it because i've talked quite a bit for this particular show i was trying to keep it to about an hour or so and it ended up being a little bit more than that but it's all gravy train ain't no thing but a curry chicken wang you know what i mean jelly bean because i got your back like a bra strap like four flats on a cadillac you know what i mean okay church 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 but anyhow uh, I'll give you the link real quick. Again, you can see this on my social media that I had just mentioned. I will tell you that we are on uh, Podcast Index at Podcast Index 
That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-D-E-X dot org slash podcast slash 240551. Again, that's podcastindex.org slash podcast slash 240551. We are on Podcast Index, which is now our 66th platform. And as you heard in the very first round of episodes to launch this network, you know which platforms we are on, just to name a few. Before I go, finally, we are on iHeartRadio, we are on Podbean, we are on Spreaker, we are on LinkedIn, uh, excuse me, yeah, we are on LinkedIn, but excuse me, that's not a platform for us, <laughs> social media-wise it is, but we're also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, we are on TuneIn, Stitcher, and uh, Radio Line, and so on and so forth, and a partridge on a pear tree, and of course... Literally, an anchor is a double entendre. Anchor is our main distribution platform in which it gets pushed out to all the other big major distribution platforms for our show, including Spotify, another big one that we're on. We're on all the big ones. And yet now we have added another big one with Podcast Index. That was the newest announcement of our latest distribution for the show. Our latest distribution platform for the show, excuse me. And that's it. I'm done. So have a good night, everybody. Join us back here next week for episode four of TFE Radio Uncut and Uncensored. And be sure to check out the shows following this show today at TFE Trinidad, TFE Radio Trinidad, excuse me, and TFE Radio Wrestling. And then we do it all back again next week for the fourth round of shows so that's it we are done good night everybody bye for now tfe radio uncut and uncensored